And so we have almost a travel portal, if you will, that is touching millions of visitors a year that are coming to our, our region here. And we're touching competitors, customers, we're touching potential customers, our own customers, and we're just welcoming them all into the fold. If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. again and welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success and here I am fresh back from Barcelona. Had a wonderful, wonderful three days uh, although I picked up a really, really rotten cold while I was out there. I guess it's being sat in that sardine can for nine hours with um, with all those coughing, spluttering people because there was, it did seem to be an awful lot of them but I obviously got something that uh, didn't really manifest itself for me until I was about to get on the plane on the way back. And then I became one of those people. And uh, so so for those who flew back from Barcelona to Heathrow last Wednesday and then from Heathrow on to Toronto, I am so sorry if I was in your vicinity because I was one of them, one of the coffers and splutterers. I did try and keep it to myself, but uh, it was it was really, really tough. Uh, so I'm I'm just getting over that now and uh, gearing up really for the uh, Vacation Rental Success Summit now. Now that I've I've got that over and uh, out of the way, the trip to Europe out of the way, I can really concentrate on uh, ramping up the plans for our own conference at the end of April. You're probably sick and tired of hearing about it from me by now, but it, it is going to be sort of front and centre of my life for the next six or seven weeks. I'm afraid that's it. You're going to be hearing about it. And uh, I will be sharing a, a ton of good stuff, actually. Um, what I want to share today is is just, you know, how the massive value of, of going to these these conferences. I, and I think I mentioned before, you know, when I, when I added up my flight, my um, hotel rooms, the, the cost of attending the conference, eating out, etc., taxi rides, it was well in excess of $2,000 to go to Barcelona for three days. And and you could you, you might just say, well, you know, really, was that is it worthwhile? And and absolutely, hands down, yes. Uh I I've brought things back to my own business that uh, that was that are gonna save me that amount in a very short space of time. Not just from some of the presentations I attended, um, but but the networking with people where I was able to sit down and say, Hey, how do you do that? And what happens if this occurs in your company? What do you do? Um, and I was able to learn things that are going to save us money and, and other things that are going to make us money. So, yeah, if you, ever, if you get the chance, if you really get the chance, you just, just get on a plane, book a hotel room, uh, go to whatever conference that strikes your fancy. Um, if it's going to impact your bottom line, it's really, really worth it. And you know, so much of it is, is, in, is actually in that, um, that networking. You can make anything worth your while. I've heard from a couple of people who say, well, 
you know, I'm I'm really at the beginning of my business. It I haven't really, you know, I haven't even bought a property yet, or I've only just bought a property and I haven't started out. That is the exact right time to to come along. That way, you're not going to do what I did when I first started out, and and that was making a ton of mistakes, um, and then having to rectify them afterwards when I really learned how the business worked. If I'd known then what I know now, I would have been out there at the very, very outset searching for all this knowledge before I made some of the poorer decisions that I I made in the early days of my businesses. Um, some, some of those decisions which have cost us a mass of, of money in the long run. Yeah, if, there's, uh, if I can convince you to... Uh, and I say it doesn't have to be this conference at the end of, of April, though we'd love to see you there. But if, you know, something else comes up that, that strikes your, your fancy and you think that could really, really help me, well, don't think about it. Don't second guess it. Just do it. It's, uh, it could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. So part of going to VRMA was just meeting some great, great people. Uh, I, I actually sat around a table with nine nine people, all of whom I had interviewed on the podcast. It was a really, really neat, uh, neat place to be. Loads of vacation rental conversation and a very dynamic, um, very dynamic group. And just the buzz around that table was quite amazing. And of course, I did it back in New Orleans um, last fall when I went to the VRMA annual conference and got together with um, Matt Landau and a number of members of his inner circle and and one of them was the co-founder of smokymountains.com David Agnotti you need to go to smokymountains.com and take a look at the website it's it's a travel website extraordinaire it's just like the one and only site you need to see and go to if you're going to smoky mountains and as an aside, David and his business partner, uh, Wes, manage a large number of rental properties too. So I wanted to take this opportunity to talk to, to, talk to David about his company, um, about being in such a competitive location. I'm, gonna, I'm asking him how he started the company, how he's achieved the growth that, uh, that, that has happened over the past few years and also to get his thinking behind his content strategy on, on his website. So without further ado, let's move on to my interview with David. So I'm delighted to have with me today David and Gotti from SmokyMountains.com. Welcome, David. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Heather, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you. So tell me a little bit about where you are. And, and as ever, I always talk about the weather on this podcast, so I need to know how the weather is down there today. Well, it's a dreadful uh, 65 degrees and sunny right now. So we'll, we'll take it for this right, uh, right in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, looking out at the uh, Mount Leconte in the mountains here. It's a beautiful early spring day. I absolutely love it down there, but I've never been down there in the spring. We usually do a, a road trip in the fall of every year with an RV and, and end up in a campground, and you probably know a place called Walland. 
We definitely do know of that. Um, you should really try to make it down in spring sometime. The wildflowers are absolutely amazing, um, and the crowds are quite a bit uh, lower than they are during the peak fall season. Uh, it's still pretty busy with spring break, but if you time it just right, you can miss the crowds and see the wildflowers. Yeah, one, one, one of these years, I definitely will. That, that will be one of these years when I don't have a property management company to run, because you know what it's like <laughs> at this time of year. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So on that topic, let's let, let's kick off. What what got you started in the vacation rental business? So my wife and I purchased a vacation rental back in uh, in two thousand and nine, and we placed that vacation rental with several different companies. It was a, a luxury cabin here in the Smoky Mountains, and each company that we tried, we kept running into issues with either they they just couldn't keep it booked, or if they were decent at marketing and keep it booked. We ran into big, huge issues with hidden fees in the contract where 55% plus of the total revenue was going to the, the property manager. And at the end of the day, we just, we weren't making any money with it. And I had a background in marketing and business. I looked at the market and what the standard commissions were. It's a good opportunity to come into the market. Uh, also was able to, uh, to, to get the domain name, uh, smokymountains.com. And all that together, my, my best friend wanting to go into business with me, Wes Melton, and we just decided, hey, this is the right time to go into property management. Uh, a little bit naive at the time, and we felt like we could conquer the world, and, uh, and, and so we decided to go ahead and tackle property management, and here we are today. Wow, 55%. That is, that's astonishing. You know, I, I, I hear it some really, big numbers, but um, that's amazing. Yeah, the, the straight split was 40%, so 40% to the property manager, but what we did not anticipate and, and just could not have anticipated as uh, fees, credit card fees, uh, you know, all the light maintenance fees. And what we found, too, was that these fees were really kind of junk fees because we weren't getting anything in return for a lot of the fees. So, for instance, the light maintenance fee that was about 3% of the annual rent was getting us absolutely nothing. We'd check into the property and light maintenance had not been done. And so what would happen is uh, even if we were to ask for light bulbs to be replaced, well, then in addition to the light maintenance fee, they'd charge us a trip fee and a light bulb fee. And so all of those fees together brought it up to the 55%, even though it started at 40%. Even so, I mean, 40 is, oh. How I, so I can see why you we, why you set out um, to to do this on your own. So so you started with with how many properties? So in early 2013, we used my own property as a uh, a test subject, if you will, to kind of get our feet wet. See, uh, worked out all the kinks and found the vendors and did all of that over a period of about six to eight months. At which point we started to do owner marketing. Um, and uh, when we introduced what we call the no hidden fees model of pricing to our market. The demand was astounding. With one postcard push, we were able to sign up 15 owners in a matter of a week. Uh, we, we then quit taking on any additional owners because we're like, hey, we're new at this. We aren't sure what we're doing. And we think 15 is enough to get started with. And that was, uh, that was in around, uh, I guess, November of 2013. And it's just been uh, explosive growth ever since then. Wow. So, so these 15 owners, were they, were they all with other companies or were they... Um, were they brand new owners to the, to the rental market? It was a mix of the other companies here in the market. So um, what had happened was we, we basically found the owners that were dissatisfied with their current management. They felt that the, the fee structure was unfair or that the, the gross rentals were below what their property was capable of. And uh, 
We introduced a money-back guarantee in property management. We were so confident in what we were selling that we, we guaranteed risk on ourselves rather than on the homeowner, which was traditional in our market. Uh, this was a very compelling sales approach for the owners. So we were able to actually close over 95% of the, uh, the owners that contacted us in the first uh, sales push, uh, which, which was really good for us and our company. We did that through the, uh, the money-back guarantee and the no-hidden-fees model. And we delivered on what we promised them and actually did uh, produce some higher net revenues, uh, every single one of those owners and actually every owner that's uh, come to our program since. And how many properties do you have now? We are up to 80 properties now. We just hit that uh, number last week. That includes the ones that are under contract coming onto the program in the next uh, couple months, as well as on the program today. That's fantastic. And um, it's, you know, now, now we're into um, mid-March and I'm guessing, you know, you've got a busy season coming up. Are you into a busy season of, of, um, of, a, of an influx of new properties? Because that, that's where we are. That's where we are at this time between now and and June, we, we usually expect to take on around 30 to 50 new properties. Is that is that something similar that you'd be looking at? The, the middle to end of January is pretty typical time. And then again, after summer. And so this is a bit uh, uh, non-typical for us. What's happened is we've started to catch the attention of investor groups who uh, who are wanting to get character for our market. But we'll take them uh, even if it's at a uh, little less convenient onboarding time. So we're definitely excited about the growth. I've I've been down there. I've I've spent some time in in the Smoky Mountains area, and I've always been blown away with the amount of rentals that are everywhere you go. There seems to be a a rental office or a or a property with a rental sign outside of it. So you know you're in such a highly competitive area. Now you've said a little bit about what you offer your owner clients that stands you out from from the competition in terms of. Um, of of the, uh, the fees, but what else makes them? What else makes them choose you? Yeah, so like you're saying, it's incredibly competitive here. We have over 300 property management companies, so there's no shortage of choice uh, when somebody uh, when somebody's looking for a property management company here in the Smoky Mountains. Um, of course, there's huge demand here with over 20,000 uh, rental properties here in the in the greater market and the top visited national park. So it was a bit of a challenge at first to stand out from the crowd. What I'd say is the, the single biggest thing that, that helps us stand out is the fact that um, we uh, bring a domain to the market and a brand to the market that is untouchable by anybody else in this entire market. We are SmokyMountains.com operating in the Smoky Mountains region. And so we have almost a travel portal, if you will, that is touching millions of visitors a year that are coming to our, our region here. And we're touching competitors' customers. We're touching potential customers, our own customers, and we're just welcoming them all into the fold. And then we're being able to market back to them, even if they're staying at a competitor's uh, property this time. So that's, uh, that brand is super powerful here. Um, and that, when you combine it with our money-back guarantee that no other company offers here and uh, the higher net revenue guarantee, uh, it really makes closing the people pretty easy once we get them on the phone. I've been onto your, your website and, you know, you said it's a, it's, a travel, it's a travel portal and it actually almost looks more, it almost seems to me like the, the accommodation is, is almost secondary to the location. Tell me about that. So our, our goal as a brand is not to be a brand that books 
this one cabin really well, or even this, we want, um, you know, that mom that's planning a, a trip for the soccer team that's staying with a competitor to be on SmokyMountains.com every day that she's planning her trip. Because we understand that a long-term brand growth strategy, you know, getting listing site independent and, and developing multiple streams that are bringing in uh, revenue as well as reservations and everything else that goes with this is, is much bigger than today. It's long-term. And if we can help her have a great experience today and touch her over and over again with our website and planning tools and everything else, the reviews, then what's happened long-term is she's going to remember that next time around and she's going to book with us next time. And so that's the, the, the long-term strategy there is to make sure we're helping every visitor to the area have a great experience and a great trip, not just our own. I did encourage people to go and take a look at SmokyMountains.com when I did the introduction to, uh, to this interview because it, it's a co- such a comprehensive travel site that, I, that there doesn't seem to be anything that you're missing. So I want to talk a little bit about this content strategy, how you, how you do it, how you get there with, with all that different content from, from hiking trails to restaurants, to activities, to attractions. There's, is it, I mean, I know the, the company is yourself and, and Wes, do you have other people that are doing this content um, creation for you? We do now. So at the beginning, it was just Wes and myself. And our very first hire was actually in uh, September of last year. So six months ago uh, was our very first hire. And uh, fast forward to today, and, and just due to the explosive growth that we are uh, experiencing, we're bringing on uh, some additional employees now. We have an office manager that can help the guest uh, issues that come up on a day-to-day basis. Um, and we have some reservationists and um, we actually have an employee starting next week. That's going to be a full-time photographer for us. It's the, to my knowledge, we're the first company in the area to have that, but we believe so heavily in content that we are actually hiring a full-time photographer to be at every event, shoot every business. Um, and so the, the strategy is uh, if, if it's something that a guest wants to do and that a guest is searching about, we need to have the best content We're a long ways from there as a brand. While we may be doing a better job than, than all of the competition out there and 99% of the other websites out there, that's not what we're measuring uh, our success by. We're measuring our success by do we have everything that all of the potential guests need in the area? And if not, let's prioritize everything left and, and go ahead and knock those out and give the guest a great experience. And so that's, that's really what's guiding the process. As I was as I was reading through it, um, we're, we're just for our own company. We're just in the process of um, launching a new website, and, and I've, I'm learning I'm a lot, a huge amount from from your site in in terms of of being that you know that that, that expert on the local area for for guests. And it's a real change, isn't it, from from the standard agency website that you see, which is, is just directed at property, property, property. And, and it almost seems like the, the location information is an afterthought. This is, this is clearly working for you. But for somebody like myself, who is just starting out redoing our website, giving it more of a local feel rather than, rather than it just being a, an accommodation portal, what, uh, what advice would you have? 
So the first thing I'd say is don't be intimidated. I'm sure there's just a, a huge volume of content and photos and everything that you need. So figure out, okay, what are the 10 most important pieces of content that I need? If they were, if I could pick any 10 pieces to be finished today, what would those 10 pieces of content be? Why would that be the first 10 pieces of content? Once you determine that, then you can put a plan in place over a period of several months to write that content. Be realistic with your goals. You aren't going to jump from zero reviews up to several hundred, even in a year, much less in a couple months. And so break it down into bite-sized pieces. You can't uh, look at somebody else that's had really good success and it took many years to get there and try to do the same thing in a matter of a couple months. Just concentrate on the quality. You know, there's the concept of 10x content, which I'm a really big believer in. If you're really wanting to rank in Google and uh, provide value to the end users or the searchers, you need to have content that's 10 times better than anything that's there today. And so instead of just uh, trying to get 100 reviews live as quick as possible or everything that your guests might need live today, try to figure out the most important pieces of content live one at a time, stay on a content calendar, and over a long period of time, several years, get to all of the content. It's not going to happen overnight. You aren't going to be able to most likely go out and hire a photographer tomorrow. That's a long process to get to that point. That's, that's a great suggestion because I think, you know, I, I've looked at your site and it's overwhelming if I was thinking, right, I want to emulate this site uh, overnight. It's just, just not going to happen. And I like the idea that um, just starting with 10 pieces of content and just making them 10 times better than anything that people can get anywhere else. So that, that is fantastic. I mean, I know that having a great website is just the start and you have the huge benefit of, of having smokymountains.com, but you still have to drive traffic to your site. So what other elements do you use to actually get traffic getting, coming back into your site from elsewhere? That's a great question. Um, and so what I would say is it, it really relates back into that concept of 10x content, making sure you have the best content that's out there, that nobody has better content than you. And what you're going to then do is start outreach. It's almost like uh, uh, PR, really. You know, people can call it SEO, uh, but it's really PR. And you're going to reach out to the different uh, businesses or journalists that may have an interest in that content. And you're going to become an authoritative source for them. You want to want to rope them in to a story uh, and, and basically help them give their readers something that they want. Too many people look at SEO and um, and building links into their site and driving traffic. And think how is it going to help me? And instead, what you have to look at this like is how can I help that journalist uh, their their and their readers? Because if you do that, then the journalist is going to want to link to you. They're going to want to send you traffic and. Um, you know, you, you may want to produce one piece of just exceptional quality uh, uh, content. Like for us, it was our leaf map that we did uh, last year. We have hundreds of, of journalists contacting us about that, still linking in. The National Park itself has linked to us, those kind of things, and sending us traffic. But what happens is, as you become a topical expert on your area, it's going to lift your rankings for all of your pages. Uh, your domain authority is going to come up. You're going to get more and more organic traffic from Google which of course is a good thing uh, that helps uh, that helps the, the visitor that's coming, uh, whether or not they're staying with you. It helps you as a brand when people then convert on your website and at the end of the day, experience growth from that. So it's, it's really PR at the end of the day. So when you say it's really PR, um, does that mean doing, you know, 
sending out press releases or are you contacting journalists directly um, or, or just getting out there on Twitter, Facebook, and trying to find them that way? So for us, uh, we've never issued one press release. Uh, journalists, for the most part, throw those away. And so what you want to do instead is actually reach out to them on a one-off uh, uh, you know, uh, method. And you want to reach out to them and, and find a reason they would be interested in your story. So for instance, with the leaf map, I found people that had covered far inferior leaf maps in previous years and reached out to them one at a time. It's, uh, it's a lot more press release one time and hoping for results. But at the end of the day, if you have that compelling 10x content, if you have a good uh, pitch for the journalist and you show them how it's going to help their readers, they're going to want to cover you. They're looking for ideas for stories all the time. They have to come up with a certain number of stories. And when you do it that way, you're going to have a much higher conversion rate than just throwing a press release out there and hoping something sticks. Um, we definitely do use advanced Facebook and Twitter targeting as well. Um, that's a little bit more advanced. Uh, it does draw on my background as a uh, VP of marketing in a past life. And uh, it's not to say it's not something that your average uh, PM can't figure it out uh, because they definitely can. It's just going to take some work to figure the other out. Whereas the PR side of things, that's just uh, human nature. You show somebody why they want to, to cover the story. You show them the angle that's going to benefit them. And then they're going to just naturally be attracted to you. Exactly. So you, you just mentioned you've got a background in um, SEO and search engine marketing. That's no doubt impacted or help, helped you along the way. Um, can an owner or a property manager create similar success without that sort of in-depth knowledge or, or should they be hiring somebody to do? I think for 99% of the property managers uh, and, and homeowners, they're going to want to do this themselves. The reason for that is uh, there's, there's a ton that are going to really, at the end of the day, just take money and not provide any benefit or in a worst case scenario, even get you penalized with Google. Um, and so uh, what I would say is it's, it's intimidating to look at somebody that's an expert in something and, and, and feel like you can never obtain that level of expertise. But the reality is uh, back in uh, 08, I knew nothing about SEO. I taught myself everything. I didn't go to college for this. Uh, I have a degree in physics, not this. Uh, and, uh, and, this is something I taught myself over time and a little bit at a time. And what you can do is you can find the pieces of SEO that match your skill set. So let's say you're really good uh, as an author. Write that really good ebook, the, the reviews, those kind of things. Be a good match for AdWords right away to be able to drill in and find those keywords that are going to produce ROI for you and your company. But at the end of the day, we should all be striving to learn more and more about this, even if we hire an agency to do it. Because even if we hire an agency to do it, we want to make sure that they're actually doing what we're paying them to do. Yeah, that's the tough one because we've thought of this in the past and then we've thought, well, we've, we've, we've probably spent as much time teaching the agency what this business is about and we could be actually teaching ourselves how to do it in, you know, <laughs> using the time far more effectively. Exactly. You know, while we've been talking, I've, I'm scrolling through your website, I find something different every time I, I go have a look, you, you know, and it's really motivated me to head back down to the Smoky Mountains again. So <laughs> yeah, you just did it. It's, it's just such a fantastic job and, and a real benchmark in, uh, in how to create a, um, a travel portal, um, of, of any nature. So, um, 
David, can you share some tips? Let's say three tips for someone who's looking to the, to grow their business, um, like just like you did, from managing your own property to to doing the property management on behalf of others, because that's that's how we all grow from an individual, as I did, an individual, my own properties to managing two hundred to, um, but and everybody who is is running a property management company now has started probably from one. So what three tips can you give those people who are thinking um, about scaling? So I think the first one is a a really important one. That's set goals for yourself, your organization, your growth, um, your your website, all the, you know, have these different buckets of goals that are your, your big goals for one year from now and five years from now. But then most importantly, reverse engineer those goals into steps. So maybe we want to have the most, um, visited travel portal for our region or, or the area. Okay, how many pages is that going to be? That's going to be 500 pages. Okay, well, now maybe that's going to take us 10 years to do. So we know we need to do 50 pages this year and four pages this month. And so like that's one example. You can do the same with property growth. If we want to be at X number of properties a year from now, let's break that down into how many properties we need to onboard each month or each season. And then uh, even break it down further. Okay, uh, based on our... Um, you know, estimates or past performance, how many postcard pushes or how many times do we need to pick up the phone and call a prospective owner to make that happen? That way we're able to measure on an almost weekly or daily basis if we're, if we're actually making progress towards those uh, big and long-term goals. So that's probably the most important single thing that I would uh, say that we all need to be doing, whether we're brand new or very experienced. Um, we actually just spent two days uh, doing nothing but this, and uh, I would highly recommend that. In addition to um, setting goals, I would say uh, number two is treating each owner like they are the only owner that we have. Make sure these owners understand they are super important. Treat them like business partners more than a necessary evil. Way too many property managers are treating uh, the owners as if they, they're just a necessary evil that we're happy to hear from our owners. We take our owners out to lunch and dinner when they're here in the area. We invite them by the office. We go visit with them. We chat with them regularly. They are our team of free consultants that are helping make us better and better every single day. And so that's, uh, that's a, another big one. It's why we've never lost a single owner to a competitor in the entire time we've been in business, even though they have 300 other options here. Um, and so that's, that's a, a, just one you can't neglect. Um, and finally, especially as a new company, be lean. Be, figure out ways to do things smarter instead of more expensive. Figure out, can we teach ourselves a skill that we need to have? Can we outsource this uh, that's out of market that might be more affordable? And um, as, as we're lean, that gives us a, a competitive advantage against the giants that have been in the market a long time. And so that may mean a smaller office or not an office at the very beginning. It may mean a smaller staff as we build the business, but the leaner you are, the more likely you are to succeed. Um, and, and part of be lean is just understanding that we, we must be moving forward constantly. And that may not be perfection each time we push something live or get something on the website or even as we onboard properties. But, you know, don't don't get that paralysis by analysis and, and such a strong desire for perfection that we aren't moving forward. Thank you for those. Let's let's just go back on the um, on on the first one about setting goals. And uh, so, given given that, what is next for SmokyMountains.com? 
That's a that's a great uh, question. We uh, as a brand are really um, so we're excited about growth, but with growth comes challenges, um, and we're trying to make sure we make grow bigger and bigger and exponential growth in every area each year. And so part of how we're doing that's technology. Um, we're going to develop quite a few technological solutions this year. One of those uh, that we actually just recently launched is a. Um, a, a, a a tool that analyzes every reservation as it comes in and analyzes it for risk factors that we know uh, are more likely to uh, to point to this being a problem renter and allows us to then go in and uh, manually evaluate whether or not we want that reservation. But the, uh, the tool is already catching many things that uh, a staff member wouldn't catch. And then that gets rid of those problem renters. That's one example. Another is a housekeeping app. So as we start to distribute the housekeeping to various vendors, it's going to allow them to bid and stay competitive with each other, things like that. Um, and so we're developing technology that's not on the market that we need to have. That's that's terrific. I think uh, I think we could certainly do with uh, with with something like that. Certainly the uh, the ability to um, check out our incoming guests and uh, make sure they're matched for the right property. Because I think, uh, you know, every property manager in the world has to do that at some point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> David, it's been absolutely fantastic um, that you shared so much with us. Um, I've, I've, I've learned a lot. I'm in absolute awe of, uh, of what you and Wes have done in short, such a short period of time. So, uh, you know, all power to you guys. You you just you just got the bull by the horns here, and I and I wish you every success for the future. And uh, and I do hope we get to um, meet again at some point. You know, I know if we can persuade you to come to Toronto, that you'll you'll be there. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying my best to make the uh, the stars align to make that happen. And Heather, we we just appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. We think the world of you and and everything you've done for the industry. Uh, and uh, it's just an honor to have had a chance to talk with you today. We definitely uh, feel like sometimes we're just along for the ride, but and uh, we're definitely happy to share anything we've learned along that ride. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for, for joining me today. Is there anywhere, how, how can people get in touch with you directly, David? Twitter is a great way to get a hold of me. I'm David Angotti, just like my name is spelled on Twitter, just at David Angotti. They can also email me. I'm David at SmokyMountains.com. That's a good way to get a hold of me as well. Uh, and then if they're uh, members of our Matt Landau's group, uh, I'm in that group, the inner circle, and definitely willing to, uh, to talk with people on there as well. Perfect. I will put um, I will put all those into the, um, the I'll put that into show notes. So um so you're there for anyone to contact if they if they'd like to, and of course, um, you know, if if anybody does want to make a, um, ask ask David a question, just do so at the end of the show notes, and I'll let him know that you've done so. So, David, thank you so much again for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Heather. It's been a blast. We appreciate the opportunity. Well, that was a great conversation with uh, with David and Gotti. Um, we had a few breaks in there. I mean, Skype was not playing nice today. And, and hopefully you won't have noticed that, uh, that, that there was so much. It was very, very choppy. I would hear David for a few minutes and then it would just suddenly go quiet and then we'd have to catch up and redo it. So hopefully that all made sense to you. And and you've 
got some good takeaways um, from that interview. It, uh, I, I certainly have. One of the things that I find incredibly important now is, and we didn't really touch on it, we're talking about listing site independence, um, but this is how to, how to be independent. And the content creation and content management is what it's all about. The big sites, the Expedias, the Homeaways, the Airbnbs, they are not travel portals. They're not out there telling people what the best restaurants are, where to go to rent a boat or to hire a bicycle. They're not, they're not suggesting all the things that you can do when it rains and you need to get your kids indoors. People are searching out for that information. And if they can find that on your site, then they're more likely to purchase their accommodation from you as well, because you're just showing that you are the expert in your local area. So as I said at the beginning, go to smokymountains.com. Take a look at the way that uh, David and Wes and the others at smokymountains.com have um, collated all this amazing content and, and created such a comprehensive travel website. So that's it for another week on the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. I'm really glad you could join me once again. And uh, and as I said at the end of the interview, if you've got any comments, questions, whatever, just I'd love you to go to the show notes and uh, and let us know what you think and ask David any questions that you may have and I'll ask him to come along and answer them. As ever, if you want to get in touch with me directly, you can do so at heather at cottageblogger.com. Um, I always love to hear from you. If you're thinking about coming to Toronto at the end of April and you have any questions, then just let me know and I will do my best to convince you it is the place to be. Um, hopefully, David's going to be there. I definitely am going to be there. And, uh, you know, if you decide to come along, then we're going to spend some time chatting. You can count on that. So for now, I'm going to um, sign out and say goodbye and look forward to seeing you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.